Thank you so much for joining us on Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports talk show. This is your host, C.B. Baker, filling in for Coach Hatcher. He is still getting better. Get well, Coach. Before we get into this Wally Wonder um, NBA and NCAA update, let's go ahead and take care of the sponsors. Armed Forces Network, while we were asleep, you were awake, making sure our way of life stays the same. And if you're looking for a vehicle and you are in the Hampton Roads area, please go see my man, Dan the Nissan man down there in Chesapeake and in Norfolk, SwappingKeys.com. That is SwappingKeys.com, Nissan and Chesapeake. Go check them out. Now, without further ado, welcome to the show, Wally Jones. All right. How you doing today, CB? I'm doing great, Wally. You know, I just the NBA season is really starting to kick off, you know, right at the tail end of football. So it's, it's really going great. Had a great holiday season. And, uh, you know, to sit back, watch some um, you know, NBA, college basketball, as well as some pro football and college football. So it's, it's just a wonderful time to be to be a sports talk um, radio guy at the moment. Yeah, it is. You know, one of the exciting things for me, uh, looking at the NBA, has been something fabulous for me to see because as a scout and former player in the NBA and ABA, I look at what these teams are doing, and that's an outstanding uh, Eastern Conference with Cleveland with 26-7, and uh, CB. They're playing some good basketball. They really round about. I see what the teams are doing in reference to resting their ball players and uh, Billy Cunningham and Cunningham and I were at the Philadelphia 76ers game December 3rd and we looked at our schedule that year we won the world championship we named the NBA's greatest team and we all played this is but one guy we've all played 81 games during that time there are 81 games so we all played 81 games but how grim this one game when you look at what's happening in the NBA now, they're resting ball players and getting an opportunity to be prepared for playoffs and also the championship series. It's a different type game, CD. You know, guys are taking time off and taking it easy. And it's unfortunate for some of the fans that come to see a fellow like LeBron and the one time they visit, he takes off. Yeah. So I want to just, just mention that to our listeners. It's a different type game this year, uh, these years in the NBA, but uh, Cleveland twenty six and seven in the Central Division, Milwaukee seventeen and sixteen, and I'm going to just mention the fellow, the Greek freak, Atetempico. Uh He's a guy that's going to be something to really to deal with over these years. He triple double. When I look at the triple doubles, I look at James Harden. Oh, what a what an outstanding game! You're talking about fifty five points, uh, fifteen rebounds, seventeen assists. There's some rare rare things that are happening in the NBA with 50 point scores. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm going to look at Toronto 23 and one, and I've been watching Boston. Boston is 21 and 14, but I watched the little player Isaiah Thomas and I'm so impressed with him. Uh, he had a 50 point game with no assists. And I watched him last night. He had 29 points and 15 assists, but a uh, guy that are scoring 50 points is getting to be something that uh, the game is wide open. And this change where the three-point shot is entertaining. It really goes back to my ABA days when he had the three-point shot. The wide-open game is now the NBA's game. Yeah, and that's you know, something that I yes. Yeah, you know, I was I was looking at the looking at the games over the um, holidays, and it 
to go to show you, it seems like, is there a lacking of defense being played, Wally, or is it really just that good of offense? <laughs> well, that good of offense, and as I said, the game has changed. Uh, you're allowed to hand check. And when we were playing, it was, about, it was so much more physical. But the idea of ball players using the three-point line, even on fast breaks, they don't run for layups. They run for threes. Right. The stretch fours can shoot threes. Uh, the uh, the three, the small forwards are shooting threes, two guards, point guards, even have centers like Marcus all coming out shooting threes. So it's an altogether different game and it's more wide open. It's entertaining because that's what people want to see. They want to see scoring. Right. And when you talk about scoring Toronto, 23 and 11, Boston, 21 and 14. Um, when you go to Western conference, Utah, I watched them last night. Uh, 22 and 14, Oklahoma City. Of course, I got to talk about a guy who I think uh, you're talking about. I was saying Westbrook. I mean, this guy is doing it all. He's doing a triple double, uh, and it, it's something that I don't think will be broken. Oscar Robinson's leading the NBA in the triple double the whole year. Had a chance to play with Oscar during his later years, but I don't think that'll happen. That a ball player will actually go the whole season doing a triple-double. But James Harden, uh, Westbrook, these guys have the capabilities of doing it any night, the way they're playing wide open. Right. Houston has changed their whole 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 um, identification reference to style of play. Uh, with James Harden with the ball in his hand, he's seeing players open, and they guys like uh, Anderson, um, also players that are using the three-point shot, James Harden can really open the game up and make sure that they, I think they're leading the league in three-point shooting itself. And that's the Houston, which is right under San Antonio in the Southwest. And San Antonio is still consistent, 28 and seven. And Houston is 27 and nine. And, um, Fisdale fellow I know the assistant coach with the Miami heat is now hitting Memphis. They're 22 and 14. There used to be a pound in, Offensive team, inside game with uh, Zebo, Randolph, and Marcus All, but they're moving it out to three point shooting also. They're doing very well. He's doing a tremendous coaching job with 22 and 14. So it is a scorer's game now, CD, and you're going to see that in December. Westbrook averaged 30, Isaiah Thomas averaged 30, Demarcus Cousin 29, James Harden 28. LeBron James, 27, Anthony Davis, 25, DeMar DeRozan, 25, Damian Lillard, 25, and the Greek freak, Atatekempo, is averaging 24. So some exciting scoring. Some exciting. Yeah, it is, it is a lot of um, a lot of exciting basketball. I was wondering, you know, sitting here looking at the standings, you know, it's just amazing how parity in the league is really starting to, starting to even out now because there's a lot of teams that are, you know, are hovering around like 22 and 14, you know, with just like 14 or 15 losses, you know, in the Western Conference. And there's a lot of teams with just 16 losses, you know, but still playing above 500 in the Eastern Conference. Like when you get past the, you know, the um, fifth, sixth and seventh and eighth seeds so far in, in, you know, early in the seasons, we still got a lot of season to play. But, you know, of course we know Golden State, Cleveland, and now Toronto is putting their name in there along with San Antonio. The question I have for you, Wally, is 
can Houston and the Clippers really make a push along with the Boston Celtics to really make themselves known as a real playoff contender and championship contender? I do believe so. And when you look at uh, the Pacific with Golden State 30 and 5, they haven't missed a beat. They haven't missed a beat with KD with his addition. The Clippers are 23 and 14, but they're missing. You know, the, the big man, uh, he's hurt. So, I mean, when you look at uh, the teams that are, remember they changed the format. It's the top eight. When you look at the Eastern Conference, when you look at the top eight teams like Cleveland, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, uh, you're looking at Charlotte. Oh, man, I'm looking at Kimball Walker possibly make the NBA All-Star game this year. A fellow that's really upgraded his game, 19 and 16. Atlanta's 18 and 16. So I counted six teams there already. And when you look at the following up to probably the seven and eight spot, you know, you got to look at Chicago, uh, Indiana, 18 and 18. Right. Uh, you got a team like um, Washington, 16 and 18. Uh, there's also Chicago, 17 and 18. The guys bringing up the seven, eight spots for that for that playoff position. Actually, the Eastern Conference has improved so much more in reference to what it was last year against the Western Conference. They're getting more victories against the Western Conference. Yeah, they are. But you look at the top eight, my goodness, I think the Clippers, again, because they're going to miss their ball player, Griffin Blake. I mean, you know, a guy's injured. You're missing one of the top players in the NBA. Yeah. So here you're looking at, I think they can compete with, I think Golden State has the upper hand on being the top team to win the Western Conference. I, I believe that they're going to have that competition with one of the great teams and great coaches, Popovich's uh, San Antonio Spurs, because their system is just tremendous. They're 28-7. and seven. Uh, It's surprising what's happening with some of these teams that may be in the top eight in the Western Conference, but the teams like, uh, of course, I saw Portland last year that surprised everybody. They're they may not make it this year. Yeah, they're so sitting at looking at teams that yeah, they're yeah, sitting at fifteen and twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's why when I look at it, and as a performer scout, I look at what's happening in reference to the uh, competition and what's happening to their scheduling. And uh, you're talking about the top eight. It's going to be a tremendous playoff with those teams: Utah, Oklahoma City, uh, Clippers, Golden State. Uh, San Antonio, Houston, and Memphis. Uh, I just named some of the top seven teams. It's going to be a great competition, and I like the way it's shaping up for parity. And I like that terminology because that's just what it is. It's great basketball, CB, great basketball. Now, you know, uh, the teams that are sitting on the outside looking in that are really – it's really kind of disappointing if you if you ask me, in my opinion. You know, Chicago is sitting at the eighth seed right now. The Wizards sitting at number nine, and, and the New York Knicks are sitting at um, 10. Those three teams really came into the season this year with high hopes, and they're not really living up to what they – you know, what the, the the media guides and everything that they sent out to everybody to get the you know promote people on coming to the games and selling the season tickets. But you look at what's happening on the floor, you know, wins and losses, 16 and 18, 16 and 18, you know, and the Bulls are sitting at 17 and 18 and they got Dwayne Wade, you know, so they've, you know, they got players. So why isn't these teams, why isn't the chemistry working out between everybody? 
Well, they have so many new players, and I'll, I'll go back up here because I watched Chicago the other night win another 50-point score. Uh, Jimmy Butler, outstanding. But Dwayne, as an age, he sat out. Uh, they're having some problems with Rondo. They're starting um, Michael Carter Richardson, um, Michael Carter, uh, the young man formerly of the 76ers first-round draft and rookie of the year. He's taking over the point guard position. And here you have Rondo sitting on the bench. All right. So they have some chemistry problems, but they don't have enough in me. And I don't think Wayne, when you talk about physically, as I said before, he was off the other night. You're going to have to continue that with his knees swelling up. So the chemistry problems, that's a whole new team in Chicago. Now you have the, I'll go back to again, some of the teams that uh, are not playing the way they should. They have Porzingis has hurt his Achilles and they're 16 and 18, the Knicks. So they're looking at a possible A spot. But when you ha- when you talk about Washington and the Knicks, uh, really 16 and 18, they're both 16 and 18, they're not playing up to their potential. Right. But again, it's new ball players, the chemistry. And I heard uh, Steve Smith and I heard Isaiah Thomas, a Hall of Famer, and these guys are champions, talk about chemistry. Uh, you can have talent. But if you don't have chemistry, it doesn't mean anything. Right. And I think that was quite a comment that Steve Smith and Isaiah Thomas spoke on. The chemistry is so important. So when you have so many new ball players coming to a team, it, it, it's hard to mesh that chemistry. And remember, uh, this is just about coming upon the middle of the season. So maybe they'll get that together and they'll pull together for those um Eight spot, seventh and eight spot, especially in the Eastern Conference, because that's going to be a tight, a tight battle for those seven and eight spots. Yeah, and uh, there's no disrespect to the rest of the teams in the NBA, but the NBA playoffs just look better when you have the New York Knicks involved in it somehow. You know, so it's <laughs> you know it's just it's just one of those things where. I want it's like the Philadelphia 76ers. I want the team. I'm not even I'm not a fan of that of those two teams, but I like to see them play well. And it's really I want to be able to watch a game in the Madison Square Garden, you know, when it like when the Knicks used to play the Heat back yeah. in the 90s. You know, it was like, you know, it, the energy there, it was, you know, it, it was like playoff ball in the middle of the season. And right now I turn on the, I turn on the TV and watch the Knicks and they're like, they're just kind of just going through the motions, you know, and really just trying to still figure things out. But we're going on like five, six years of trying to figure things out, you know, and the 76ers they're going, of course they're going through their issues, which I actually expect them next year because they got a lot of good draft picks. And once those guys grow oh, up, yeah. they're going to, it could catch a lot of people off guard. So I say, I tell people all the time, look out for the Philadelphia 76ers because they could really, not this year, of course, but in the next couple of years, they're really building a nice little program there and building things back up. Yeah, I, I, I do believe so. When you talk about, the pieces that they have in reference to big man, Okafor, Noel, and of course, Embiid is just a wonderful, outstanding potential player that I saw last evening. These guys have some talent. They have some height, but they need a, a guard bad. And they're missing the first round draft pick, Ben Simmons, who I think is, is an outstanding basketball player in reference to basketball IQ. Uh, there are some things that he needs to do in reference to his scoring and shooting. 
but they had the potential to be a very good team, like like you say, maybe two or three years. But I like that potential. And, of course, being from Philly, you want to have the representation of Philadelphia uh, basketball, which I'm so proud of. But, you know, right now, they said trust the process. <laughs> they keep saying that over and over. Uh, and, and, and CB, you have to trust it. I, I talked to Brett Brown in December, the coach, and he said these young guys are going to be all right. I think they're going to have Philadelphia basketball next two or three years, especially when they get Ben Simmons back. They have a lot of length. They have a lot of athleticism with these big men. That's three top basketball players in that. When you talk about six, ten, seven footers, you got three of the young men that could really change the whole landscape of the Eastern Conference because they have those horses. But yeah. you need somebody to lead a team. I mean, if you don't have that point guard, you know, you're not going to be successful. You just won't have it. Yeah, you just won't have it. Now, switching gears to the uh, NCAA, I know a lot of those uh, games sort of over the holidays kind of flew under the radar because you had, you know, college football, you know, NBA basketball. So, and, you know, at the last I checked, Villanova, uh, your alma mater is still sitting yeah. at, still sitting number one in the nation and playing very good ball. So uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on in college ball. Well, one thing, um, I've talked to Jay Wright. Uh, I mean, trying to get him on, uh, one of the things we talked about, they're just as good defensively, and that's what's winning games for them. They're 14-0. and 0. Um, t- um, Tonight they're going to play Butler, which is a tough team. They're number 18 in the country. But surprisingly enough, Baylor, of uh, course, you see what's happening to Duke. They've lost. They have some problems there. Um, Coach K will be off a while with back surgery. They're 12-2. and two. When you look at the top 10, Kansas is always up there. They always have some, seldom have some great basketball players, great, good backcourt. They're 12-1, and one, and they played Kansas State last night. Uh, that's my son's team that he played for, and that was a late out, so I don't know who won that game. But UCLA, uh, they have some outstanding ball players that are on that team, Gonzaga. Kentucky, West Virginia, Duke, and Louisville ran out, uh, and Creighton ran out the top 10. But I, I want to say something that's very important about conferences. In the top 25, they have Duke, Louisville. They have Virginia, Florida State. They have North Carolina. They have Notre Dame. They have the most teams in the top 12 is from the ACC. And I know Leonard Hamilton very well. With Florida State, they are playing some great basketball. They're 14 and one, and I, I didn't mention the fact that the ACC, Virginia Tech, who upset uh, Duke, they're 12 and one. That's Virginia Tech from the ACC, and they right. play North Carolina tonight. So you know, I look at the ACC, and I look at some of these conferences. The Big 12 is uh, well represented with Bell and Kansas. Uh, we have West Virginia. And I look at these conferences, and they have some tremendous, outstanding teams that are playing some great basketball in the uh, Big 12. So I look at that, and I really round out the conferences and find out it's a tremendous top 25. Uh, Xavier, you're talking about Arizona, Butler, St. Mary's, Purdue, uh, Cincinnati, Florida, South Carolina, and winding out the top 25 in Indiana in the Big 10. Yeah. So. I'm really excited about what's happening in the NCAA, and it's it's going to be a tremendous uh, um, 
Final Four. And yeah. I really believe that. It's some great basketball. And I, I really enjoy watching college ball also, uh, as well as the NBA. So it's going to be something exciting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, one thing, um, Wally, that I, I really noticed about college basketball this year, that's like you said about Villanova, is defense may be the one thing that really carries a team deep into the tournament this year and not you know, deep into the tournament and then may win it because with a lot of teams, a lot of programs having those one and done players like Kentucky, you know, the, the, the name one, they may not have the chemistry to be able to go up against a team with really good defense that's been playing in the defensive system for three or four years. You know, if you have a couple of juniors and some seniors on, on the starting five and they know how to rotate and do things and communicate on the floor, it might be kind of tough for a team that's really based off talent to really be able to make it deep into um, this year's tournament. Uh, You know, for our listeners, you made one of the biggest points of college basketball one and done. Villanova's team, these guys are there three, four years. Right. Uh, Kentucky, and, and I watched them, they have some tremendous All-Americans, talent, uh, really talented players, and they're 11-2. and two. But do you know how many? They have freshmen starting. They have three freshmen and two sophomores. So when you look at teams that are just young kids, they're coming out of high school, C.D., and to learn the college game is altogether different, but for them to be able to mess their talent together to compete, which Calipari does every year, great talent because he's always getting the top players. But at the end, it does come down to the chemistry of team play, team defense, team offense, how you execute. And when you look at these squads across the country, there are a lot of these teams that are losing some of the top players and they're bringing in freshmen that are coming out of high school and there's a lot of adjustments to be done there. But, again, when you look at North Carolina, they've lost some great players off their team. You see a lot of teams of Virginia, who's 11-2. and two, They lost a great player in Brogdon, uh, the ACC player of the year last year. I, I love what he's doing for Virginia. I mean, for um, Milwaukee Bucks. But uh, you have teams there that have these talented players that lead one and done or, or two years in. And when you see the consistency of teams like Kansas, um, Villanova, these teams have ball players that are there at least two or three years. So you have that chemistry, you have the experience, and you have the know-how of these coaches uh, meshing these ball players to play team basketball. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Now switching gears, so I'm going to wrap the show up. So, Wally, what you got going on for the next couple of months with uh, shooting for the Stars? All right, one of the big things that uh, Sports Inside and Out that we've done in the Philadelphia area, I'll be leaving tomorrow to work at Glen Mills. Glen Mills is a correctional facility for young men. The oldest uh, correctional facility in the United States is 128 years old. And there's not a a confined campus. It's actually like a college campus. So it's something that's very nice to work with. I've worked with. Of course, uh, Hannibal Correctional Facility, where they actually have uh, your clothes in. And a lot of facilities that we're working with, we're bringing a lot of the legends of Philadelphia to come out and try to talk to these young offenders about recidivism. Because a lot of these kids are returning back, and they come from all over the United States, CD. A lot of these kids return to their communities and they're getting involved with the same groups of fellows that are making 
bad choices. Right. So that's a very big thing that's happening for us on Friday. Saturday, the Shubasaws Institute will be putting on their fourth high school showcase. And actually, um, Glenn Mills has teams that compete in basketball, track, and football that compete in the Pennsylvania Athletic Association League. So we're actually going to have a team from the Correctional Facility to compete at MOTEP. This year, we're having the game at MOTEP, a charter school where they had over three state championships from that from that organization. Actually, the twins, the Mars twins that played for uh, Detroit and also one that plays for the Washington Wizards, those ballplayers came from that MOTEP program. We'll be doing that. Following up next, the following week, I have an opportunity to talk to uh, Lonnie Blow, who was on our show two weeks ago, the Virginia State champions of the CIAA and also coach of the year. They'll be playing the Freedom Classic at Richmond Coliseum. And uh, we'll be seeing Virginia State play Virginia Union there. Uh, very exciting thing for the historical black colleges. Okay. Something that I scouted for over 20 years, uh, CB, uh, the MEAC, which also gets an automatic bid when they play their conferences in Norfolk this year. They'll get an opportunity to have some of their great teams like Hampton, North Carolina Central, Bowie State, Norfolk State, teams of that nature to play for a spot in the 64. So I'll be uh, pretty busy traveling again and enjoying this college basketball scene, but also trying to see what Philadelphia has to offer in the high school uh, basketball of the top players and top teams in the Philadelphia area. All right. Well, Wally, thank you so much for uh, giving us the the NCAA and NBA update, as well as a sports inside out and shooting for the stars update. But one thing before we leave, I like everybody to understand one thing when legends speak. Everybody listens, man. That's what it is. <laughs> All <laughs> a right. Good, good show. Uh, CB and take care and wish everybody a happy new year. This is our first broadcast for the new year and SoundCloud, uh, iHeart, on for the network. We want to also thank all of our military. We did visit a VA hospital over the holiday in Richmond and uh, hope that all of our armed forces people are safe. Have a good day.